This concert is brought to you by The Fillmore, New Orleans, and The Metal Hand of God Podcast. Well, that's what I'm talking about. It's time to grab some friends and grab some tickets and don't miss out on October 13th for the amazing show of Sublime with Rome. That's right, October 13th. Don't forget, tickets are available at LiveNation.com, TheFillmoreNola.com, and TheMetalHandOfGodPodcast.com. Go to the links, it'll take you to ticket sales. Sublime with Rome, October 13th. Get those tickets today. Don't wait. This concert always, always sells out. Another amazing show brought to you by the Fillmore, New Orleans, and the Metal Hand of God podcast. Don't forget, tickets, October 13th, LiveNation.com, FillmoreNola.com, or the Metal Hand of God podcast.com. Click on the links. Go to ticket sales. Bring a friend. Get those tickets today. Something always amazing happening at the Fillmore. Why should October 13th be any different? Sublime with Rome. Be there. Metalhandofgodpodcast.com Back to the Metal Hand of God podcast. I am your host Wayne, and with me today is not the rum guy. He's not here. Kevin's not here. Kyle's not here. Ain't a motherfucker here except for the man himself, Mr. Tim Lottie. What's up, dude? Nothing too much, man. Uh, bla- blast from the past, bro. I haven't been on in a in a bit, man. It's been a while. At least at least a few months. I know we did one not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, uh, but, but that was that was a couple months back, man. Was it 2019? Uh, no, I don't think so. It might have been 2018, <laughs> it might man. Been this year. Like, so yeah, yeah, you're an old motherfucker. So I, I mean, I don't really know. I don't really know when the last Tim Lottie episode <laughs> dropped. <laughs> right? Oh man. So yeah, good to be back. I haven't, I haven't done any podcast in a while. I've been, um, I've been hanging tight. I've been, uh. <laughs> what? I was thinking about it today, dude. I was like, I'm, I'm kind of like Bill and Ted, like at the end of a bogus journey, right? You just didn't, you know, like when they go learn how to play guitar because they didn't know how to play guitar all the time. <laughs> yeah, uh, and like, and then they just show back up, like, but it was just in real time, you know. Like I've, I've been on my, uh, I've been working, learning stuff, studying, and uh, 
Damn, Damn man. man. I haven't done some podcasts in a while, so I'm looking to do that. Been doing, uh, been I miss doing that. some. I miss the gang. Doing some drawing, you know, like yeah, you always doing, do, man. Do some drawing uh, tonight or probably going to end up being tomorrow morning, most likely. I wouldn't do it tomorrow morning if you're going to be going out and partying, dude. <clears throat> I man. I'm telling y'all, I mean, by the time this airs, we'll know. We'll know Tuesday. But, uh, yeah, I'm teeter-tottering, dude. I think I am uh, think I might have a brewski while, <laughs> while we're doing the show. Hell yeah, and dude. Just see how that feels, man. If it peps me up, you know, I'm going to get ready and well, go that's, out. That's what I'm talking if not, about. I'm, I'm going to pick a, pick some kind of, something weird on YouTube to watch, and I'll, I'll just go down that uh, go down that rabbit hole. I'll but, pick something weird to get into. But you know what? That's good too. You know. You know what? You you have to be on the you you were on the show since the five hundredth episode. So, I mean, after the five hundredth episode, because you've been on to, uh, after Buck left. So. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it was right after. I think it was right after because I wanted to I wanted to fuck with him. Um, and I don't know if I had a chance to like just tell y'all how much better the show was without him. <laughs> yeah, I remember that you would you were being true. So amazing, you know. You, you were, you, were gonna, <laughs> you told me you were gonna do that. Really messing with him now, so don't get you know, don't get buck hurt. Don't, don't get buck hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see, let's see what. Dude, I was talking with him earlier today. Uh, so good, good. guy, very good. very good guy. God damn, man! You know what's funny is like I'm sitting here looking through the archives of all these these fucking episodes we have. Mm-hmm. And like the names are killing me. The inception of Snuffleupagus. Like, what the fuck was the We Blows Not Perverts? I, I mean, I don't even understand. Like, where do we think that these names are going to attract people? <laughs> no, man, I don't know. I, I, that I don't. I, that I do not have an answer for. Welcome to the Butt Cave. Right. Yeah. And and but yeah, but look yeah. who was on that episode, Kyle and and Buck. Draw me in. No. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a pass. Um, so, oh, yeah. man. No, so so yeah, you've been for people who don't know Mr. Tim Lonnie, he uh he's uh, a, a very good artist and friend of ours. Um he's done art for us for like ever. Pretty much almost all of the um the M Hog pictures minus the ones that Travis has done for us are Another uh group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Travis Email, awesome, great guy too. You know, um, smells like catfish, but he's all right. <laughs> True. <laughs> and some of that, some of that art will be featured in Jay and Silent Bob uh, reboot. Which yeah, is coming out very, very soon. Yeah, so uh, that art will be featured in that. Yours. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mine. Yeah. Uh, I think Travis has something in it too, but I'm not sure. I I don't know. I don't remember. I I. I Man, don't know. I, I, I don't know uh, if his work. I think I was telling a buddy of ours, another buddy, another Tim friend of ours today, just like, dude, I got all these pictures and all this stuff on my phone that I, I can't, you know, I can't. I've been holding off because right. we all had to sign NDAs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it and, sucked. Um, and I'm just like, dude, I'm so ready to just like drop it. But I actually, you know, I, I mean, I forgot about it at this point. The initial kind of oomph. But it's kind of building again because the movie's about to come out. So I'm like, all right, I'm I'm gonna do my own like little road to reboot, and just drop all these pictures because I was I was there for a lot of stuff, man. I got all kinds of cool, cool goodies. I'm actually yeah. gonna drop them off my phone when I jump in the shower later. That's cool, man. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen a bunch of stuff. Like, well, I mean, we were there too, you know. But oh, here you go. You were you were uh, on episode five oh three. See, so it was right after. Yeah, right. Lord of the Ghostbusters. Tim Lottie was the name of that episode. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, doing a that's that's what I got to work on now. We got a new series coming out. Brilliant. And yeah, so I will be doing a cover covers, most likely covers. Covers. Covers, man. Hey, I was uh whatever. Like yeah, so we got a new Ghostbusters series coming out. Yeah, and um, doing some covers, whatever. Like boring shit. <laughs> Do you think? Do you think we have accents? Like, do people tell you stuff and ask? Dude, if we have all the time. Like, I'm told. I was on a date last night with a girl from Mississippi, and she was telling me I had an accent, and I'm just like, did, I'm, I'm like, I was like, you're from Biloxi. Did she say? You know? Did like, she say you were from New York? No, no. Yeah. Uh, she said it was like super southern. And really? Was, uh, you? I, dude, I was getting a kick out of it. I was, I was interested because you can't, you can't like hear yourself. Yeah, I can't hear it either. Know? I can't, I can't judge my own voice. Well, uh, well, if, 
I could judge oh. you, and you don't sound like you're from the South. She she was like, you sound like Cajun or whatever. Whenever I go up to New York and New Jersey, all my friends up there, like they're always saying that I got an accent. That's and, funny, uh, man. I find it odd, man. I we probably do because we're probably all we probably all do and don't realize it. True, you know? but I mean, even True. even Mart, <laughs> e- even Mart from England, you know, he he always says that. Uh, he says I have a little bit of an accent, but he says it's not mine is not as bad as some people's that he's heard on the show. And, and I don't know, you know, I mean, Mark could be just saying that because he likes my penis, but I mean, other than that, I don't understand it. <laughs> I, I I don't either, dude. I you don't know? either. Um, we probably do. I don't know. It's not something I'm, I, I think about too often. It was just on my, I thought it was, and then, dude, I'm not even, I think it's cool. Like, I like yeah, it. Yeah, like, I, I don't care. You know, that's, that's really cool. Um, what, what I think is funny is everyone says, hey, man, you're from New York. I'm like. No, I'm not from New York. I have never stepped foot in New York, so I don't even know what it looks like. Oh, uh, yeah, bro. You've never been on a plane. That's still tripping right? out. Right, right. Uh, I was watching a video. Dude, that's what I sent you earlier. I sent you a video about planes, like the dude talking about planes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. It's just I, I'm, I'm going to – sometimes I get a little nervous about flying, uh, but I'm, I'm just going to look at it differently from now on because this video was cool, and he was just talking about how, like, back in, like, the 80s, or like the '90s, like it was such, it was such an event. And imagine, imagine even when when flying first became commercial, like people would get dressed up in their best outfits and go flying and stuff. Yeah, you know, no like shit. it was it was much more of a thing. And now it's like you know people are in fucking pajama pants and you know they got the little like neck uh them neck rest things, which I do not think work. Uh, my sister uses ones. I know I know people that use them. Wait a minute and, for know, the for just, the for the goddamn airplane, those little wraps that go around your head. It's it's like a wrap that goes around your head, and you're supposed to like I, yeah. I guess like sleep with it on, or I guess it keeps your head up. I don't know. <laughs> I, a, a girl I was talking with one time, she let me borrow one, and I used it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I didn't find it very comfortable. I I didn't I actually, if I'm being honest, I didn't even put it on because I felt fucking lame. You know, <laughs> I didn't even pull it. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you are kind of lame, so it's okay. I, yeah, dude, no, I'm I'm doing I'm going strong, going strong at 38. Yeah, old man, man, you're getting old. <laughs> And now it's like getting on a bus. Like now it's like they show us on a bus. They give us give us some pretzels. Even though I I had some cookies last time and they were really really good. Uh, flew. They were rolling. It was Southwest. It was really really good. Man, I, uh, I don't so, know, dude. I don't know. You're you're getting old on me, man. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's forty four. You're you're almost 45. you're almost at the end of your rope, dude. I am. I am just entering my the height of my market value, so I'm I'm doing quite fine. Man. Right now, now it's fine. now it's time to batten down the wife and start throwing <laughs> and start throwing down the uh, the um, the 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 Ghostbusters guns, you know, all over. Yeah, dude. So uh, yeah, that's um. We'll, we will see. We will see. <laughs> I'm gonna start looking at flying like that. Like, like, look how amazing this is that you can go somewhere in in like three hours. You know, I yeah. could be in Sandy. I could be in New York three hours. But that that might take me. How long would that take me in a car? Like a week, probably. You know, it's amazing. It right? is no, dude. Don't get me wrong. It's very cool. I just, I never had the opportunity. I've never gone. I never gone somewhere that I was. You know drive i mean other than i can drive you know what i'm saying like disney is not that far for me to say okay well i'm gonna fucking get an airplane i mean that's stupid i can drive in a day i don't care it's not that far most people know most people from where we are do um my parents are like that they they don't they don't really fly my grandparents never flew uh the only reason i do has been for like work stuff like comic con um and and like bachelor parties, I've never been out the country. I'm sure I will at some point for sure. But um, that's how you're gonna find your wife. You, I'm a little more like you, like with that. Like I'm going somewhere in in, in November. I'm driving. You know, it's it's in Dallas, so that's gonna be like seven hours. That's nothing. It's I mean, it's not fun. I'm dude. I could be there in like 45 minutes if I flew. Right. You know, I could be there in like whatever it would take, like an hour. Yeah. Which is yeah. just insane. But um, I'm just like nah. I was like, oh, fuck it, I'll drive. Um, I Disney World's. I kind of find I kind of find the drive like I've never flown so I don't really can't do the comparison but I kind of find flying you miss so much 
as if you drive, you can fucking like, oh, look, there's a weird fucking business here that I've never seen before. I could pull off and go check it out, you know? Yeah. But you can you can't like look out the window and see the world from a from a different place, you know. True, from a different vantage point. But which I, is always kind of really cool and amazing. But I can't look out the fucking window and say, "Hey, pilot, do me a favor. You see that fucking weird ass building over there? Let's go check it out." That is that is where my anxiety with flying comes from. Is not like dying. It's more like just the the lack of control. Not in being that in control. Situation. That, that is all it is, dude. Because because people like say that sometimes if I, if it comes up in conversation, I'm like, dude, if this is the way I go, this is the way I go. You know, right. like whatever. Um, probably probably not even that horrible. I would, you know, it would probably be like miserable, you know, really scary, and then it's just, poof, you know, you're, you know, it's done. Uh, I would assume. I don't know. Hopefully, I never find out. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that that is it. But I am very excited about driving to Dallas. So, uh, so I can stop at Whataburger because oh. we do not have Whataburger here. So anytime I leave anywhere outside of New that's, Orleans, that's sad. What that we don't have Whataburger? No, that that's what you're looking for. Like, no, that's what I'm looking for. I'm just saying it's a it's no, an additive for, of going to Texas. No, man, Jack in the Box, dude. Um, Jack in the Box. I like Jack box but I, I think we my family we just grew up on whataburger whenever we'd go out of gotcha town. i was gonna say jack in the box man blue fucking whataburgers burgers away to me that would be a good be a good debate you know now best fast food hamburger what do you think i'm i'm, I'm gonna pick whataburger most likely I, I really do like it and i like the service there yeah going with like i like sonic too i like going there a lot of times i'll go there a bunch consistency you got to go mcdonald's mcdonald's like you can go anywhere and mcdonald's is going to take like taste like mcdonald's right what i mean like it's just one point it's always gonna it's i mean you're probably eating like baby burgers you know like it's probably like the worst like most horrible things in the world but it's definitely not good consistent man it's inconsistent you go to new york it's going to taste like that yeah my buddy you know trevor he's in um italy right now he's in he was in the military he's in the military um, and he was telling me McDonald's out there is out of control. Really? Like, it's so good in hmm. Italy. He says it's, like, the best ever. <laughs> he goes, the shake machines are never off. Like, they're always, they're like, broken. clean and shake and shit. Um, D- I got, so, yeah. I got a that's, weird. That's, that's all really from him. That's all we talked about with McDonald's. <laughs> I got a weird question. Yeah, yeah what you got? Um, do you know. What the first show was that you were ever on on this show? Man. Like how Dude, long? It might have been. <clears throat> it might like date or what? It, I'm I'm thinking it's about the Kickstarter. No, just just think like how far back <laughs> did it take uh, you I, to be I, on I this think show? 2013. Close. 2012. 2012. It was episode twelve. Was the first show you were on? Get the, the fuck out of here! Yeah, dude. no way. Yeah, dude. Episode, episode fucking twelve. Whoa. We talk about your uh, work. That is really cool. Yeah, uh, we talk about work. Scad, the sexiest women alive. KPJ's <laughs> porn collection. <laughs> I saw KPJ today. So did you. <laughs> and <Yeah>. and influences <laughs> in the comic world and a ton of other stuff on this. This is what the liner notes say. And uh, yeah, it's probably a month. Interesting episode. It's 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 called <laughs> talking about Whataburger. <laughs> it's called it's called Lottie and Rum go to White Castle. So obviously uh, uh, we're that's the reason I looked at it because obviously we talked about hamburgers in this episode too. It, it well you know people don't change, but it's really funny, man. Twenty twelve fast food anymore. Just fun, fun fact. I'm I'm not even fucking with fast food right now. I haven't um gave it up for Lent. Dude, I never went back. Nice. Except nice. like a couple little things I'll pick at. Like I had uh I had tasty I had Castle Burgers once. White um, Castle. And I think we have tasty, it's like the same shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I had I might have had Sonic once. Well this this is funny, dude, is cause this episode aired on October eighteenth, which is almost where we're at now. Very and what what number is this? This is five hundred and fifty seven. 557. Okay. And that was number 12. <laughs> Seven, five, five, ten. All right. 
Interesting. That's right. crazy, dude. It's pretty fucking bizarre. That I just I just so happened to I was looking at the archives where we're talking and I'm like, let me see when the first episode of Laddie was on. And yeah, that's the first fucking episode you were on, dude. That's a testament to y'all, man. That's uh that's pretty amazing. And I'm actually I'm I I'm actually pretty honored uh that I was on that early. That's that's really fun. That's really cool. Yeah, and and you're back on again and then like and like you'll be continuously back on. I don't, you know, I like having yeah. you on, dude. It's fun, and, and I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure Rum 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 can't be on because this is what happened to him. Um, he lives on an island in North Carolina, so they had a dredge boat going through the area, and it fucking cut all the cable lines and uh, internet lines to the houses on the island. Okay, because it was dredging, so it so he has no power to his internet at all. Insane, yeah, crazy, yeah. So it sucks. That's like a cable junction, bro, and jealous too. Yeah, know? pretty. Like, yeah, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> there you go. The the best Jaws movie fact. Oh so, Jesus! Yeah. <sighs> that's like that was like fucking rum the other day saying that uh, uh, what was it um, Teen Wolf two was the only real Teen Wolf movie. Funny. I I, I will make it. I will make an argument here, or I'll make a debate. Uh. I think Jaws 2 is a better redemption story than Rocky. It is all about – so in the original Jaws novel, uh, his wife cheats on him. So hold on. Hold on. Just, Who the no, fuck no, – no, 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 no one raised the – Let's talk going to McDonald's, dude. Let's, let's get some – Wait. Gritty, bro. Wait. Let's hold on. But hold on. Hold on. I will, get, I will get back to this. But what I'm saying is no one reads the fucking books. Well, no, I'm prefacing something. I'm prefacing oh, something. Oh, all right, all right. So, in Jaws 2, it is implied that his wife may be cheating on him. And if, if you look at the Jaws original novel by Peter Benchley, you would you would probably kind of lean towards she that. Took she took the dick, okay. That dude, you know? Because like, yeah. there's this dude in the beginning who's, who's just all over her. Um, Brody should be a hero at this point because he just killed the goddamn shark. Right. Uh, like five years ago. Um, and should have some clout within the city, but he's relaxed. It's cool. Um, his kids don't listen to him. Uh, the mayor, everybody in town rejects him. Like when he, when he feels like something's happening and he's right, everybody rejects him and doesn't listen to him. He's made to look like a fool. He's shooting his, his revolver into the water. Um, he's telling everybody that there's a shark. He's there's something going on. There's something going on. Nobody's paying attention to him. And and there's one moment in the movie that stands out, and I and it is my fa- and I'm a huge Jaws fan. I'm a massive, massive Jaws fan. He is. And don't be surprised if you see me doing something later on. Uh, there's some more uh, foreshadowing, but <laughs> he goes and he they find Tina in the boat after her boyfriend was killed by the shark. As the kids are going to Cable Junction, and um, I, I'm telling you, bro, this is the scene of all the Jaws movies, dude. And they're kind of like, Tina, what's wrong? What's wrong? And the, and the girl kills it with acting. I'm not going to do it, but she's like, shh, 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 shh. And then she just screams shark. And um, Brody makes a face. I mean, dude, we're talking about, like, next level acting here. He just makes a face, a look with his eyes. And it's like two different things going on at once. You know what I mean? It's like it's kind of like I was right the whole fucking time and yeah. terror that there's another shark that he has to go take out without Quint and without, uh, without Richard Dreyfus. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's just an awesome movie. And he, dude, it's a man, it's man against nature. And this time he goes solo. This time he's grown as a character. Don't get me wrong. Jaws. Don't huh? get me wrong. I like that movie. Okay. But, <laughs> what? but I'm passionate about it. That, that, that actually woke me up like crazy. I am not that horny over this movie. <laughs> Bruh, go rewatch it and just look at it with different eyes, man. All right. It's all about a dude believing in himself. He knew what he was doing was right, and uh, at the end of the day, he saved a lot of lives, man. He's a hero. You know, She's Brody. You know, people, man. People really read into movies way different than I do. I just, I'm <laughs> just saying. Is, that is exactly what that movie is about. You're saying, man. I, and, uh, I, I, I love towards um hollywood actors like all those kids that were going to cable junction all ended up having careers in hollywood so it was like a big hub yep. and might, maybe not like acting but they might have been like working behind the scenes they did like something. directing yeah stuff like that yeah, yeah. All, like almost all those kids ended up doing something great yeah. movie love love jaws too yeah it's a good movie 
Well, guys, on, the, uh, on that note, we'll be right back after this fucking commercial. So check it out. Here's a concert announcement from the Fillmore. The number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. Guess who's hijacking this promo? It's me, Lord Ormagodin. <laughs> Hello, kitties. And guess what? We're going to get ready to party. That's right, we're going to the Fillmore. You, me, and the MHOG for this next concert. So listen up, because you're about ready to go on a musical journey with this next performer who's going to be coming to the downtown. That's right, downtown New Orleans. Be ready, and let's go. So just stay on the line with me until the fun is over. What is that sound? It's a devil screaming. It's an angel singing. It is the pounding of creation's hammer upon the anvil of time. It's fucking awesome. It's called heavy metal. May I have your attention, please? The Metal Hand of God podcast is proud to announce in association with the Fillmore New Orleans. <clears throat> I fucking love this band. They are the best band ever, period. Ladies and gentlemen, Tenacious D. Hey, what's up? Me and KG wrote the song five minutes ago. That's too good, it can't be true. October 15th, the reason to go downtown. Only at the Fillmore, New Orleans. Whammo! Listen to Lord Armageddon when he says this just isn't a concert. It's a journey, and you're invited. Spend the evening with Jack Black and his alter ego as Tenacious D. Rocking your faces off. That's the wildest thing I've heard! Get ready to be a part of rock and roll history October 15th. You got it? Oh, big baby. Catch me outside, I love that. He's fucking racist. He's fucking... <laughs> this show will be an emotional roller coaster full of energy that will never seem to stop, much like this promo that just keeps going on. <laughs> you will need to get tickets for this show as soon as possible. Tenacious D sells out every time. Unbelievable! Awesome! These are some of the hardest tickets to get. Go to the FillmoreNola.com, LiveNation.com, or go to the MHOG Podcast website. Click on the links, get your tickets, before every one of these things are sold. Give us one chance to rock your socks Do it, don't wait. Or you can wait to the end of this promo at least. <laughs> Completely outrageous! Out of this world! Bodacious! MHOG Podcast and Lord Armageddon would like to thank you for listening to the show. And also, thank you, Fillmore, for bringing us such great concerts to the New Orleans area. Check them out. There's more to come all year long. Blast off! Wow! From downtown!
So yeah, guys, there you go. That is the next concert that's coming to the fucking Fillmore. Tenacious D. Um, I can't wait. I'm going to this show. And uh, I don't care what anybody says. I think Jack Black's fucking amazing, dude. And the dude the dude is very much a great singer. I don't care what anybody says. Um, to, I, I'm almost going with the same theme with Jaws 2 a little bit. <laughs> Boy. Wonder Boy is like one of the best videos I've ever seen, man. It was Spike oh, yeah. Jones. I'm pretty sure it was the director, and yeah, that he was. shit is fucking rolling. And one of the funniest uh, skits I've ever seen was the Butt Baby. Oh on, yeah, like the the B sides of the Tenacious D. Fucking man. a, dude. Um, that was that was fun. That was that uh, man. I'd be cracking up to that back in the yeah, day. Yeah, it's a good. It's a. It's going to be a great show, man. And we're going to have tickets to give away uh, probably this week. So everybody, listen. And uh, we'll, we'll post up how you got to get those tickets. <laughs> I'll listen to Wonder Boy. This. That is a great song, man. Yeah, I love that song, too. We also got at the beginning of this, the beginning of the show, uh, we had the Sublime episode uh, commercial play. And that was for, you know, the 13th, October 13th, when Sublime's playing at the Fillmore. And we got some right. tickets for that, too. So we're going to do, do it up with two sets of tickets here, guys. We're going to do... One giveaway for Sublime and one giveaway for Tenacious D, and it's going to be to you know this week both of them since they're both like not that far apart. One's the thirteenth and one's the fifteenth. And then the following episode, you're going to get tickets for Amana Marth at the gates and Arch Enemy, which the at the end of the show you'll be able to hear some more about that. But anyway, back to Tim mm-hmm. and the wild things that uh, he thinks. Um. Yeah. Anyway, Tim. Well, well, me, 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 and Tim hung out today. We hung out today for a little while, actually. Uh, today was the uh, Nola Mighty Con, uh, that we told you guys about a couple weeks ago with uh, Randy and Bill, um, from Chicago. I don't know if you guys uh remember that episode. I remember it very good because it just went up not that long ago. Um, but. I enjoyed the con. I thought it was really nice. It was a it was a smaller con. Uh, it was way bigger than it was last year. Um, it had more flow to it. Uh, it was nice. Yeah, it was good to see a lot of people there. And was really what was really cool was the fact that there was continuously people there. So there is a need for this. You know what I'm saying? Like for a long time. I felt like Wizard World was the only thing that people were going to go to. And I like to see these little these little shows, not little, but you know what I mean, smaller shows come and they fucking are rocking it out. Yeah, it was um you know, they, I was talking about this with somebody um it, it, it might actually may have been Buck. Um in Louisiana, we have tons of festivals. Like, there's something going on every weekend. So it almost makes sense that nerd events would do well. Nerd, you know, whatever you want to call it. Fandom events, nerd events, geek events. Um, so, yeah. People people want something to do. You can't you can't just go out to the bar every night and drink. As fun as that can be. Or, or as enjoyable that is. I mean, you know. So, yeah. People, there, there were a lot of people out there. That we, I was talking with um, a friend of mine, Katie. About how, like, we had met there at a con years ago when Raj was doing cons, man. We were talking, and that, again, that was probably, that's going to be earlier than this. We're talking about, like, 2009 now. Um, A friend of ours, Ronnie Fredome. Yeah. Who, comic shop, had uh, had a show years and years ago at the same place we were having this at. And a lot of the same people were there. But, yeah, I mean, shit, if they can have, they can have 10 po'boy festivals (laughs) in Louisiana. Yeah, why not? Why not more stuff like this? You can have three or four conventions. Plus, they, you know, they have the St. Tammany ones. They do those every, what is that, like every three months, something like that. Yeah, something uh, like that. Yeah. Yeah. That, so, in I'm fact, glad, the, glad I got to go out there. It was cool to see. Cool to see everybody. Yeah, the next one's in November for the SDCC. So yeah, man. Um, I did a. So I found this out today. Actually, I was driving. We when we left the show, I was right behind Wayne and little little baby Wayne. Yeah. Uh, and I was talking to I was talking to our old friend Buck on the phone. Yes. Sir. And he told me that that is the last time that Larry Hammer supposedly is doing a comic convention, any kind Whoa. of show. And um, I recently did a GI Joe cover, and so I'm gonna go and get that signed by Larry Hammer. Dude, that's and I'm, awesome. I'm, 
I'm debating getting the original art because I haven't sold it. And, was, wait, um, hold on. Was that cover um, put out? Yeah, it just came out. I, I don't even know. Not that long ago. Oh, uh, dude, I, I got to get a copy of I it. Cause... If you don't have one, I, I mean, I'll, get, I'll hook you up. I yeah, because I really need to get one of those because I'd like to get him to sign that too, man, because that's, that's pretty fucking big. Like, we're going to be there. Like, the podcast, the podcast is going to be set up there. So I'll be able to maybe talk to him a little bit. So that'd be fucking cool. Yeah, dude, it is uh, G.I. Joe, Real American Hero, number 264. And nice. it's going to be the retail incentive cover. Good luck. You know, I don't I don't know how much it's going for right now. Um, but it's, it's you know, I, I guess it was like a one in ten. Probably. Like probably. Yeah. So you might you might have to spend 20, 30 bucks yeah. on eBay. Yeah. But still, dude, that's 40. that's very cool, man. And and I'd like to get him to sign it and you to sign it. So they both are on the same cover. That'd be fucking sweet. Um, I was very fortunate to be able to do something similar, like similar to that with, um, Kevin Eastman. I know that was, uh, man, I tell you what, dude, art, art can be difficult at times and the journey of, so, so while we, while we're talking right now, we're talking about y'all were doing shows since 2012 and right. you can see the progression of where you come. Cause you weren't, you weren't doing ads in 2012. You know what I mean? You didn't yeah. have ticket giveaways in 2012. Yeah, I we, certainly wasn't doing anything cool. We didn't have. So I was getting into Night Stars in 2012. I was doing my Kickstarter. So right. That yeah. was the, the genesis of everything, the beginning. And um, like I said, with, with every journey, there are ups and downs and pitfalls and little moments like that, like getting to meet Kevin Eastman, who, you know, his characters and himself played such a factor in your any 80s kid's childhood, any right. 80s, 90s kid's childhood, and get them to, like, sign your stuff and hang out and just kind of cut up on a different level than you normally would have been able to. Um, Larry Hama, I don't know what that experience. I'm sure it's going to be cool. Oh, yeah. But even, even if it's just, like, he signs it and I get to walk away, it's still somebody that had a huge influence, if not – I mean, I mean, definitely had the biggest influence uh, on the guy. I'm the same and, way, man. Like, 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 when I got to meet fucking uh, Capullo – I got to talk to he him. For, yeah. I got to talk to him for a few minutes, man. But you know, other than meeting uh, Todd McFarlane, because that, that was like that's when I got back into comics. Was yeah. when when Spawn dropped. You know, when I was a little kid, I, I did read a little bit of comics. I, I I read like West Coast Avengers and things like that. And when um, but when Spawn dropped, it was like a whole nother world, dude. I was just like, wow, they're going to be able to do this in books now. This is so fucking cool. And other than meeting him, this was like the closest to that. And, and Capullo's art was so incredible, man. And with like Creech and all these things that he did. And uh, when I got to meet him and talk to him, it was only for five minutes. Like if, even if that he signed the Creech book for me, Batman number one. And, uh, I got one of the prints that they did. He did a Riddler print that he signed for me. And oh, and he took a really cool picture with him him strangling me. <laughs> like, right, right. He's a he's a cool dude. He's yeah, a out there kind of guy. He was such yeah. an awesome awesome guy to meet. And he was like, he, you know, he's like a fucking rock star in the comics industry. He was um Hey, had also had a great experience with him. Me and Bagnetto went and talked to him. And he was like, "Don't, don't get a, you know, don't, don't get a DUI." He said something cool to us. He was like, "Don't yeah. go to jail." Something just fucking killer, you know. And uh, he was on Instagram the other day, posted a video of just doing like hammer curls. Yeah, and his arms were nice and jacked. It was cool. It yeah, was, like, it was like, awesome. Like, and and again, uh, where where do you rank him as far as artists? You know, he, today, in my opinion, he's he's. He's pretty high up there. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Hundred percent. Straight, straight storytelling artist. Just phenomenal. Phenomenal. He's one of the hardest working dudes in the comic industry. I can tell you that now. Because anytime that dude is doing something, he's doing it. Like he's hustling shit out of pages, pages, pages. I mean, look at look at what's on the pages. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, it's 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 there's no there's no blank space in the background. And no, like dude. That detail that's involved. The line work. Um, it's, it's pretty amazing, pretty amazing. And you can tell he loves it, dude. He's just having a fun time. He's kind of like rock and roll, you know, metal, metal kind of vibe to him. Yeah, dude, dude. He's, he's the fucking, the motorhead of comics. Like he is Lemmy of comic books, dude. I'm sorry, Ted. 
back in the day, back <laughs> in the day, he did a thing. So this is when I'm younger. And again, same same time period. Uh, Spawn's like massive. And uh, he did this thing in Wizard after, um, God, who was the guy's name that used to do the basic training? Uh, Bart Sears. Mm-hmm. And he did one. And it, it wasn't as long, but it was called Greg Capullo's Crash Course. And, man, I had most of the copies of that issue. And then years later, I was, I was able to find it online. And I studied those left and right. <laughs> and to this day, I was just redoing my office. You know this. And I got yeah. all kinds of cools. All kinds of cool stuff from Jay and Silent Bob Reboot that I cannot share, but all, I mean, you piece of shit. all kinds of cool shit. And I know it pisses you it off. It pisses me off because we actually <laughs> asked those it's fucking... like, man, what should I do with this? You know, I was like, might just throw it away, you know? It's like, we um, actually we actually asked these fucking people if we could take our thing, and they were just kind of like, I don't know yet. I'm like, well, here's our number. Call us. Oh, I got mine after the fact. Um, It just, it you know, just showed up. But I got a bunch of, uh, bunch of cool stuff. And, um... Anyway, so I'm redoing the office, and I I still have like a binder I made with all of Greg Capullo's crash course that I found like on a <laughs> you know on a website one time, and it is it any young artist anybody that is looking to do storytelling, and that could be storyboards or anything like that. Powerful pages fast is some of the best stuff you'll ever get. It's a two parter. We're talking about like six seven pages. The whole the whole course is fantastic. And that's something that, that's what I talked about with him when, when we met him at the show. Yeah. Talk, I was like, dude, are you ever going to do anything with the crash course? And I don't know what, you know, legally what the deal is because Wizard probably owns it and it's got a lot of spawn characters. It's almost all spawn related stuff. But yeah, man, if you're a young artist, dude, there's Wally Woods, 21 panels that always work, or it might be 22. Hold on. I got to actually have it hanging up over my desk. Oh. <laughs> um, and so I'll tell you, I can't believe I got the number wrong. So it's 22 panels that always work. And then if you can find it, Shouldn't be hard. Google, you know, Duck, Duck, Go, whatever. Uh, Greg Capullo's Crash Course and just find a PDF. Powerful pages fast. Phenomenal. Phenomenal yeah. stuff. That dude's... And it's just easy little tricks that and you can he... throw in and make them cool. And he's such a good guy, man. Period. Hands seems down. Very much seems like it. They say don't meet your heroes. I've, I've run into, and I'm not going to say their names, comic book artists or people that I wanted to meet and they were fucking, you know, they sucked. And it, it, it has an effect on you, man. Yeah. You know? does yeah. it does and it can and unfortunately it can even have an effect on what they've worked on you're right because you know? they could be assholes and i'll stop i'll swear to god i'll stop buying their shit but if it's something that's not like you know uh dude when i was at the ghostbuster fan fest dan Aykroyd was cool you know who was friggin' awesome paul feig was awesome yeah i know Makes i i can you know what i mean like uh like meeting people, it, it does make a difference. Met a, met, met a ton of people that weekend, um, yeah. but everybody was cool, and it just made Ghostbusters more for you. Didn't leave a piece in my mouth, you know what I mean? Made yeah. it made it great. Yeah, it's Greater. always it's always good to meet. Like I've said this before, especially after meeting you know Kevin Smith and and uh, Jay. Uh, it it it's good to meet people that you idolize and find out they're not assholes. You hope, yeah, you know? right. And then when they're not assholes and they're really genuine people, and and you know, it makes you feel good. Like it makes me want to support their stuff even more. Sure, sure. And we live in a world now um, with with social media that people aren't as far away as they were before. I remember I was oh, yeah. tripping out at the time um, because I commented on a Wesley Snipes post. Uh, cause I follow him on Instagram and he liked it and dude, I, I screenshotted it. I was, I love Wesley. Snipes. I love him now. Like I'm a huge, I, I think he is underrated as well. Like he's done so many cool movies. He's such a cool actor, a cool dude. And, um, yeah, I, I wrote like always been on black under a post nice. <laughs> and, like, and I fucking, I, I, that was, I geeked out so hard and I don't really geek out about, dude. uh, people. I mean, you come know. on. He's the only person in the entire world that I know that says, Gucci Goo, motherfucker. <laughs> Bruh. Right? Uh, you could go down a list of <laughs> just unrated, <laughs> awesome fucking movies, man. Yeah. Awesome movies. Passenger 57 is so cool. He's so cool in that movie. Um, uh, there's a bunch of them. There's a, there's, there's, there's a few. And a buddy of mine, a buddy that I work with, good friend of mine, Michael DeChesser, 
ran into him nice. at a, at Stanley's funeral and was sending me pictures because he knows I'm a big Wesley Snipes fan. <laughs> is sending me pictures with Wesley Snipes. They ran into. I'm not going to tell the story because they might not want the story told. But um. Yeah, so they were all backstage. People were giving speeches at Stanley's memorial service, including Kevin Smith. So wow, uh, Very and he cool. was back there. And he's he's kind of texting me. He's like, dude. He's like, you know, you know. I'm not gonna tell the story again, but yeah, uh, I just met Wesley Snipes, <laughs> and nothing bad. Um, but yeah, it was very cool. So I got a cool picture on my phone. I'll send it to you. It's, it's yeah, awesome. dude, I'd like to see that. Um, all right, so we're gonna take another break right here. We're gonna run the com uh, this commercial for uh, North Shore's Pops Collectibles. You know the the Funko shop out there in Slidell, uh, run, run by our yeah. boy Chunk, man. Uh, here you go. So check it out. An amazing store has opened up in Slidell, Louisiana. Are you a Funko Pop collector? <laughs> then this is the store for you. Funko Pop. Right, North Shore Pop Culture Collectibles specializing in all things Funko. This is amazing. I've been waiting in a store like this for a long time. Whether you're a seasoned collector or just getting started, no matter what it is, if it's Funko, they've got you covered. I'm always looking for that rare piece to flesh out my collection. So groove on down to North Shore Pop Culture Collectibles specializing in all things Funko. Located at 1394 Corporate Square Boulevard, Slidell, Louisiana, 70458, or call 985-265-4279. They're waiting for you. Everything you need, Funko, is right there. So it's Funko. It's pop culture. North Shore Pop Culture Collectibles. See you there. Hey! Funko, are you waiting for? Get out the slide down, Louisiana. North Shore Pop Culture Collectibles. This is great. I'm telling everybody I know. You can collect them all. You've sold separately. All right, so yeah, there you go, guys. If you need any kind of Funko needs, there you go. That's that's the guys to see. Go talk to Chunk over there at at the uh, North Shore Collectibles. Man, he that dude is a badass. Uh, so we uh, got a very special guest who jumped on. Uh, he is a new member to the family, and he is a, a runner of one of our new segments. I'll let him tell you the name of the segment because it's very fucking wordy. But anyway, here is himself, the chair holder, Mr. Dirtle Tilbury. What's up, dude? How's it going? It's going good, man. Uh, thanks for coming on and hanging out with me and Tim for a little bit. You know, I, fig I figured to have you on to close out with Tim and, you know, Tim loves and is a big conspiracy dude. And I was like, I have to get you two guys together because I figured this would be like fucking like incredible radio. Yeah, <laughs> like dude. So, yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds fun. Uh huh. But uh, Tim, Tim is actually I don't y'all two haven't met. So Tim, this uh, is a comic book artist, and Dirtle is a lunatic. Okay. <laughs> so and let me let me the one thing we haven't met, but I did hear that there were claims of of not believing that man has set foot on the moon. And I, I, I don't know if that's true or not, but Tim, elaborate on that. What, what do you think about that? Is that, uh, I, uh, I, I think it's, I think it's complete nonsense. Um, and I think there's more, and I'm, and we've had a fun show and we've, I'm, but I'm being super serious. Like I used to, uh, I used to believe in like the secret space program and stuff like that. I thought that we were being, Almost like an Independence Day, you know what I mean? They say like, oh, a million dollars for a toilet seat. And, you know, we had all kinds of black projects going on. Um, when I started looking into the, the moon landing uh, and really like digging in a little bit more, I don't, I don't think we went at all. I think, uh, I think it was a total farce and, and almost so, laughable. Yeah, and I've had, I don't think, a hundred conversations, but I've had <laughs> multiple conversations where buddies of mine are, are arguing the fact that 
no, dude, I've seen videos and I've read claims that they had a studio, then they made this and that. And whether or not I've heard rebuttals of the claims of the studio being there, but it's in actuality, people are claiming, no, 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 no they were practicing. And, you know, it's just they're practicing for what they're going to do on the moon and all kinds of bullshit. But right. I will say this. When recently we had the the uh, Apollo 11 uh, anniversary thing. Yeah, 50 years. Yeah, dude. Not, I was really interested because I've never watched the all the footage. You know, there's only some people. It's not like many pulling. People have. Right. Say say again. I said not not many people have. And oh um, yeah, oh yeah. A lot of that stuff was destroyed, so that that goes into it a little bit as well. So that, yeah, that, that part right there, I, I flicked it on, um, and started watching it. And I will say this. So if I got out my calculator and I was looking at some of the levels of gravity associated with weights and how big people are on, you know, that are astronauts as far as mass and kind of had to try to think about what it would look like if someone were jumping like because literally dude you watch the videos gravity right yeah there's something an eighth or a ninth yeah like exactly so um but the thing is though you know if if you've got that much gravity and you go outside and you do the whole what's that thing where they they do the test of gravity where they say I can't remember who it was. It was Galileo or Michelangelo or somebody Yellowlo that did the, <laughs> did the, 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 or maybe Newton. No, but he, they took the hammer and the feather. What's going to drop fastest? Right. Or, and they claimed, yeah. So they did that whole experiment. But one thing that I can't get past is, dude, if you watch the videos and you look at them kicking the dirt around, uh-huh. I don't know how they could fake that shit that shit what what goes on with the dirt that okay okay so you know when you go outside next time you're in a place where it's like got you got like a uh i don't want to call it sandy loam but a dusty type of of dirt when you got some dirt to kick around motherfucker that's what he wants to say yeah dude yeah, exactly. But don't just think about any dirt. It's got to be shit that's like fluffy, that's been hadn't been fucked with in a while, and it's been fluffy sitting dirt. there for fucking a long time. Kick it and shit, right? Mm-hmm. And just watch just the particles kick forward and fall fall down. And then yeah. watch that fucking video, and dude, that shit's crazy. Little bitty particles and shit that would that stay in the air. Don't it doesn't look right. It what, video, look. what video are you watching? Because they, they took the moon footage and they basically like uh, they did like a special edition recently because the moon footage was like so I don't know, they made up some sort of nonsense and then they refurbished it or whatever. So it's it's oh, better yeah, yeah, than yeah. foreign stuff. So that just so anything that's gonna be kind of like altered, I'm already hesitant. Look, you know dude, I mean? yeah. dude, they oh, did that yeah. with Star Wars, man. Yeah, I'm a red flag for yeah. me right there. There was there was so much other stuff altered. Uh, the reasons that I have issues with uh, the moon landing story is um, just just some of like the the simple stuff that we can't go back to the moon now. They so they have NASA astronauts now that are trying to develop ways to get us outside of what is called the Van Allen radiation belt, which is a belt oh, of yeah. radiation that surrounds the Earth that we we don't in 2019 don't have the capacity to get. So how did they get through it in 1967 or 16? It would be the summer of 69. So 1969, um, they had what was equivalent of a 12-volt battery in those backpacks. Yeah. Um, yet they were able to transmit a phone call to Nixon from the moon to the White House on a rotary phone and, and borderline in real time with, with almost no delay. Like, that's, that's obviously just ridiculous and didn't okay. happen yeah um, interesting interesting we, we, we lost one ton <laughs> one ton of telemetry data so they remember in apollo uh, apollo 13 you have um what's his name ed daniels is playing like the guy that runs nasa you know he's got the vest and all of, you know all oh, that yeah. shit going on the guy who that was based off of who's one of the higher ups in nasa you can find it very easily on video he says we would uh, 
we would love to go back, but that technology was destroyed. No, actually, it's 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 Bob Pettit says this that that technology was destroyed, and um, it's too difficult a process to bring it back. So they would love to go to the moon. That the math, the telemetry data was done by the maid who worked there, according to Hollywood, but the data was destroyed, and we don't have the technology to bring it back. All right, That's so all let me, me yeah, interesting. Like me, like, I found the Game Boy, and I want to play Tetris. I, I found Tetris on Game Boy, <laughs> but the technology is too difficult for me to play Game Boy anymore. Like, we just can't make another Game Boy, so, you know, the Tetris is no good. You know, you might as well throw it away, Dr. Mario, whatever. Um, so I just, there's a lot of, it, it's just, it, it's like comical at this point. And yeah, every so, presidency ever is always saying we're going to go back to the moon, including Trump, including Obama. Um, yeah. and, we, and we never go. I mean, we, we never okay. went. You know? So, so <laughs> check it out. Went. So it check it out. Opinion. Check it out. I got you one. So okay. this is the deal. Let's say you're right. We never, we, we can't, let's say first, let's entertain the, the, we can't go back. Let's say, let's pretend that it, we went. Okay. I've got some stuff that I want to present during the uh, Astonishing Claims and Staggering Ideas segment yeah. that go through the claims that we were told don't come back. Have you heard that shit before? Yeah, I've definitely heard all that kind of stuff. I heard that yeah. when they landed, it sounded like a great bell. Um, I heard that they could see stuff when they were flying in. But again, all that is based off of... We went. We ever, I mean, uh, that's assuming we ever did anything to begin with. Yeah. And um, so, there's great yeah. video astronauts going, astronauts going wild where they ask them about the Van Allen belt and none of them even know what it is. So the yeah. same thing that we can't get through now, astronauts then that supposedly went up between 11 and 17, they don't even know what it is. So it's just, it's, 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 in my opinion, it's just comical. Um, well, all right. So check this out. Check this out. That we, we weren't, uh, we were told not to come back. So Van, like, so in in regards to the Van Allen, you're talking about like the the magnetosphere that we have set up for the Earth, right? That that basically you have like charged particles, and when we go through things like that, as far as particles are concerned, the faster you would go through something, if it were something with mass, you would entertain the idea of transferring energy to that surface in which you're going through. But I had never read anything or heard about how it kept things in the earth. I've heard that it helps to keep things like gases in the earth. And that was something that differed from Mars because Mars has an extremely weak magnetosphere. Like it's, it's so weak that I, I saw or read something recently where they were talking about all this pre-Mars history of it used to look like earth but the reason why it doesn't now some scientists believe that it's because it lost its magnetosphere and it couldn't hold the gases in and it also couldn't protect itself from the ion uh what is it the sun's ionosphere or the the um what is it that comes from the sun it's like um basically charged particles that come and blast the the planets I'm at a loss, man, for that one. But it's it's like the solar wind type yeah. thing. Our magnetosphere protects us. Um, supposedly, there's claims that Mars can't because it lost its uh, magnetosphere. But check this out. Uh-huh. Just to drive home the, the um, potential for us, let's say it gets even weirder, okay? We didn't go. There's one story there, right? There's one story that we went, then we're talking about claims of we weren't supposed to come back because of wild stuff. You, you know, Tim, you mentioned about the the um, the secret space programs and these cats claim that they've they've regressed their memories. And I have a hard time swallowing it, dude. All that kind of stuff. I have a hard time swallowing all of it. Um, but supposedly that uh, that's so a lot of people think that Stanley Kubrick was the one that faked the moon landing. And if you look at that, I I got some stuff for y'all then. Um, (laughs) if you go back and look at 2001, it's, it's eerily similar. And supposedly that is what went on. There's a great picture out there with Arthur C. Clarke, a bunch of NASA, higher-ups in NASA, and uh, Stanley Kubrick. And a lot of people think that he made the deep... So you have, a, you have two choices. You can either go and try to fake the moon landings 
without any directing and technical skill, or you can go get the best director and have him fake it and then just let him do whatever movies he wants for the rest of his life. That makes and sense. there's a lot of arguments that go on that he was hiding stuff in his films, especially A Shining, which there are some pretty glaring um, instances where you would be led to believe that he is trying to tell you something like, basically, I faked the moon landing. Even even the room 322 that's uh that's that's how many miles it is from Earth to the Moon. Is uh, God, is, dude, uh I love that miles. movie by the way. Um, oh, it's one of my favorites. So go, back, go find a good documentary on it, and and you'd be blown away by how much symbolism in the is is in there. And um, a lot of people think that the guys Armstrong, Aldrin, and Collins were all under some kind of mind control when they came back anyway. And that's what A Clockwork Orange is all about. A Clockwork Orange is all about Project Monarch. And just, you know, warping people's minds and, and, and manipulating them to where they, they can't lie, they can't do it. You know, if he tries to do any kind of violence, he, he just gets deathly ill. So they're not even able to lie about going to the moon. That, that's, wow. that's arguably what goes on. Um, but but if, even if you just go back to, like, basic ways of looking at things. Let's, okay, so you, have two, you brought up two options. Either we, in, in the space race, so World War II happened. We went and snagged all the German Nazi scientists who had committed. We're, we're talking about thousands here. I think it was like 1,200, 1,500. They were very uh, buddy up with Disney and uh, other occult groups. There's a lot of yes. occult stuff that goes with NASA. Oh, yeah. A lot of weird oh, yeah. look, up, look up Aleister Crowley. Um, and then Werner von Braun himself even said that it would take two rockets the size of the Empire State Building. So this is the guy that that made the Falcon 5, the, the, the rockets that got us, quote-unquote, to the moon, said it would take two rockets the size of the Empire State Building to get us to the moon. That's assuming we can get through the Van Allen radiation belt. That's <laughs> assuming we can make rockets that big. Um, I, and and this, is, this is so, okay. So either we went up there, aliens told us never to come back, and there's like a secret space program, and, and you know, it's, it's fucking Star Wars out there, and all this kind of crazy shit's going on. Or they they perpetuated the greatest hoax in human history. Argue, you could say that it was the greatest achievement in human history. <laughs> like it, that's more either of an way. Achievement. Yeah. So let me let me add let me add to more of the 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 uh, stack of speculation over this. So we mentioned at the beginning we're talking about Apollo seventeen or sixteen, right. seventeen, eighteen something. This Apollo yeah, twenty. 11, 17, I'm almost positive. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, you're talking to, uh, uh, just to say this, I remember the bell thing, by the way, that's, that was wild. So that was, I, I've got a book I'm trying to start uh, that basically goes through a lot of the claims that someone was on the moon and they're trying, it's, it's kind of a conspiracy thing, it seems, but they have a lot of, of information. I've spoken with people who have talked about the, the data and the instrumentation when they were young they were talking about bouncing lasers and radio from the moon that they were taking regarding seismic data nice and they had like this quote-unquote bell ringing thing that would happen and they were thinking that you know what exactly hot. caused that yeah like it it they're considering it to be quote-unquote hollow la 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 but fast forward we're talking about um let me see if I can maybe um, late 90s. Maybe it was early 90s. I don't know. I don't right. know a date on this. And nobody does because they're claiming it's a hoax. It's All right, guys. Real. Before y'all get into yeah. this, before y'all get into yep. this, we got about another two minutes before we got to cut out. So let's get. Oh, dude, we should do this, well, man. This, get, this should this have been is, a show itself. This is perfect. This let's is get perfect. to the gritty, man. I'll talk about this later, but yeah, yeah, on, we on definitely, we later. definitely need to have the two of you back for a full show because that'd be oh, fucking this is awesome. A show in its own, uh, for real. Because uh, oh, this is this is fun. This is what I was waiting for the whole time. Uh, <laughs> so check check this out. Just to, and I want you to think about this and watch the videos and tell me mm -hmm. what you think. There's yeah, a do a giant argument. All right. Yeah, giant cigar shaped craft found mm -hmm. by one of the one of the passing. Uh, photography situations where they're taking pictures of the moon and then all of mm -hmm. a sudden they go and they explore it and they find bodies and they're finding all this tech and i've got a lot of heartburn with it but that shit looks real dude and if it was what the heck dude right that's wild so do so do pictures of the earth i i challenge anybody here's open challenge thousand dollars 
if somebody can get me a picture of one hemisphere of planet Earth. Uh, so, fuck it. Um, one full hemisphere. Actual actual photo. Actual real-time photo. Uh, <laughs> also... Wait, 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 how do you mean? How do you mean? Like, zoom back where you can see the... No, I mean, the, I mean just say... It's a trap. Because we don't have one. The, on, the only photos of one complete hemisphere of Earth, one full view of a side of the planet, of this you know sphere that we apparently live on uh is is all nasa they, they openly admit that it's photoshop that they don't have it they take multiple pictures they take com- they make a composite oh, yeah built. that's right yeah so, they have so to because that's it's another so big, that's right? another thing just, just kind of i don't it might be something to think about that's kind of weird that we you know that we've been able you know we can send stuff to like saturn and we can get pictures of the rings of saturn but we can't like get a photo of earth you know like wouldn't that be <laughs> wouldn't you be able to like make a ton of money we could be people you know chevron or somebody could sponsor it and uh you know you could see weather in real time like or uh, somebody a, a, a really brilliant guy david uh david weiss he says why not put a camera on the moon and Guys. then we could you know how much would people pay oh, to watch yeah. that <laughs> shit i'll go Dude, on um and uh, I would watch shit. It. that would watch it all i'll watch, I'll watch uh, video real time from razoo's right boy i'd love to see the planet from uh from the moon since it's so easy to get to that we did it on the first try in 1969 guys uh, math janitor I, I, i'm telling you so, guys right now like seriously like we need to do this again um how, this is a way to end the show bro i'm telling you what like fucking fa- I, fake moon landings and what what do you want to say this is my this is my last thing i'll say about the moon landing what what achievement in human history has ever been a, has ever been done like making a, a making the Model T, making a car, flying a plane, climbing Mount Everest has ever been done, and then for fifty years it was never replicated. Nobody ever did it again. To this aliens, day, aliens, dude, nope. aliens. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful, uh, dude, guys. Thank you all for coming on the show. We did the end. We ended the show with a bang. That's for fucking sure. Um, so yeah, I want to thank. Tim, for coming back on, man. Uh, I, want, I want to do this again, dude. I we're gonna badly. We're gonna set up a show where it's you two guys, me and Rum, and we're all gonna fucking debate this shit. It'll be fun. Okay, this is yeah. very fun. Uh, Dirtle, thanks for making making an appearance for the first time on the show. Your yeah, your your nice. segment airs uh, in the next episode, actually. So there you go. Not this one, but the following. Your first segment will air. I'm excited. I hope everybody uh, digs it. It'll get deeper and weirder as they go. So. That's right. That's right. So anyway, all right, guys. I was your host, Wayne. <laughs> and there's some kids screaming in the background. Uh, that was mine. And uh, always remember to keep it, keep it, keep it. Metal! Metal! That's it.